With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. All right. Welcome to American Liberties, the Wednesday night call. Uh, tonight, we guess we have again uh, Dave, Dave and Marilyn, who back in 1993 started a tre- uh, did a treatise on Section 83 of Title 26, and um, and the second uh, the second book is out, and it's called the uh, it's called Codebreaker, the Section 83 Equation, and it is uh, an awesome book. That people, um, that every accountant, every every American should have have it if they want to understand the tax code, and that just covers mainly one um, subject in detail, Section 83. And Dave brings out when he did a criminal complaint back to Congress uh, to Congress back in 19 uh, 2005. It was very specific on several different issues, and each issue has its own detailed explanation or interpretation on on how the code is read according to the statutes. And you couldn't, I don't think you can do better, anybody could do better than what is written in that 58-page memorandum and in fact it's done so well it's helped myself as well as many others from getting criminally indicted not necessarily will stop you from getting levied and you know on the civil side but there are ways to work with that now and and as time goes by I'm getting a little bit more educated on how to offset that as well we have one guy in Washington, Don, that uses David's stuff to uh, to go on the attack on the civil side and, and has helped people get uh, releases of lien. And then we uh, and then I found another guy I've been introduced who I'm using right now, and he has an awesome way of stopping the civil side uh, from going any further if you're in a timely sequence um and that's uh using the government as the best witness which is the government accountability office but you know a lot of people have a a little bit of a rough time wrapping themselves around section 83 and when you read it it's understandably to me it's understandably because i'm just i'm one of them that have a hard time wrapping my brain around it. But when Dave articulates it in in his book <clears throat> on on the uh, Codebreaker, the Section 83 Equation, and you study it and you see how the Supreme Court ruled long time ago that the found you know the foundation 
everything begins with labor. And labor is the most sacred property that a man owns. And so then you see a uh, a a uh, the commissioners running his lips, saying that the court has universally rejected the argument that labor is property that it can be exchanged for wages of other compensation in a non-taxable transaction. And it says, see Casper versus Commissioner. Well, if you read right there what it says, and I'm not, I'm not going to ask David yet because David's going to jump in and, and just, you know, say what he's got to say. But when it says that I'm not saying that labor is property in exchange for wages or other compensation. We're taught when, when you read the Section 83 and how it's read, it's, it's read that, in compens- uh, no, it doesn't even say compensation. It's not even a. It's not an, even an issue. It's property, okay, sold, and the excess of will be included in gross income. That's my short version. Uh, you can get the book and read the book and get the long version. And so the commissioner, in his ruling of 2007-19. He doesn't handle the issue how Dave articulates the argument. He he just avoids from from attacking that, but goes on what the courts have have interpreted in their own language to mix us up, and they do a good job of it. All right, but but Dave can straighten you out, and he has it on the video. On video two, if you go to WeVGov, that's W-E, the letter V-Gov, dot com, and go and click enter, and then go in there and go on YouTube two, and you'll find it right there, and Dave gives an outstanding explanation showing the documents, and he goes through it as well as he articulates it in this briefing. So with that, Dave, do you have anything to add to that? Uh, no. Like I told you, there's nothing really to say about it. Um, got a question in email about beefing up the argument. already did that in the August 2014 supplemental memorandum. So if you're a joiner to the complaint or if you get take from Caesar Volume 2, you know all about it. Um, the uh, the reasoning used, as Chris just read it to you, the courts have universally rejected. Yeah, in decisions where Section 83 was not in evidence. So the evidence is different when you know how to argue tax law, when you've actually read the tax code. If you haven't read the tax code yet, you believe all these court cases that say, well, the courts have roundly rejected this argument for eons. Yeah, they have, but that was all case law bought by pre, uh, brought by people that uh, never even read the tax code. And 83 was not in evidence. It's like saying, oh, we have always, you know, we've always 
determined that the uh, the Bill Clinton didn't commit murder. Well, that was the case before we had the videotape of him committing murder. Well, you know, we've rejected this argument before, and so, okay, it's the same thing. We've rejected this argument. Can you cite me any cases where Section 83 was in evidence? Great. So it's not worth going over. And they don't cite any of the cases where Section 83 was in evidence. There's one case that explored Section 83, and they pull it from thin air. Oh, you can't you can't count, uh, count your labor as a cost because you didn't buy it or buy your labor before you sold it. And now they don't even cite that case because I proved you can't just exclude labor. Any property means all of it unless the law lets you exclude some of it. Oh, and they can't provide they can't, they can't provide they can't provide a uh, a uh, law that allows them to exclude labor from the discussion of what is cost. Cost is defined as any money or property paid. How do you what's your where's your authority to exclude labor from any? They don't have that authority. So, end of argument. So uh, the people who uh, were on the call, the paid uh, seminar on criminal intent, uh, should be pleased to know, uh, I'll learn tonight sometime, how the hearing went down today. During the seminar, we uh, reviewed a motion filed in U.S. District Court September 22nd a motion to dismiss a criminal federal criminal indictment for filing false and fraudulent liens on public servants. And it argued criminal intent by an attorney that was paid $75,000 to take the case, a top-notch West Coast criminal defense lawyer, one of the best on the coast. And uh, today is the hearing on that motion. Uh, we have the government's response to that motion and the rebuttal filed to that government response. And in the uh, rebuttal, just as I predicted, uh, you know, in the motion, the lawyer said he lacks criminal intent and here's the proof. And he didn't cite these cases out of the Supreme Court that went down this summer. And I said he's waiting for the government to respond, and then he's going to hammer him with those uh, cases or one of the cases in the Supreme Court when he files his rebuttal. And that's exactly what he did. And today was the hearing on that motion. It won't be decided today. Uh, the judge is going to take it under advisement and probably issue a memorandum decision within the next three weeks on it. And uh, so here, if you didn't t if you didn't get the criminal intent seminar, uh, you missed your chance. No, it's on flash drive. It's on wevgov.com on the products page, bottom of the page, criminal intent seminar on flash drive. It's like 80 minutes of uh, screen capture video where I scroll through the pertinent documents and narrate them as I go. And uh, you really want to get that seminar. It's a great seminar. You really have to, it underscores the importance of something I've been saying is that 
you want to prove to the government that you're not willful because somebody who's not willful is not guilty of tax evasion or failure to file. So willfulness is one of the essential elements, and you have to meet all the essential elements of the charging statute to be guilty. And this seminar underscores it in a much broader way, saying that criminal intent is part of each and every criminal statute, and that would include state criminal statutes, like criminally driving while suspended, uh, something that the majority of people who would be on a call like this have experienced in the past. And you want to be able to go in there and say, here's a Supreme Court decision that says the uh, criminal complaint against me has to allege that I acted with criminal intent. And the criminal complaint against me way back when, might be two, three, four, five years ago, fails to say that. And so the conviction has to be vacated. And they got nowhere to run from it. So in a much broader sense than the cases that relate just to uh, tax evasion and failure to file, uh, this seminar covered, uh, relates to all criminal complaints, state and fed. You simply have to get it. It's a great course. It's a need-to-know, uh, a must-have. And for every day you don't have my materials, you're another day behind the people that do have my materials. You haven't graduated from the movement until you have my materials, plain and simple. Uh, there's nobody close to me on tax law. And I'm saying that to be an arrogant prick because I don't care. Sure beats standing here letting people go to prison by being a dish rag. Uh, no, I'm not a dish rag. I'm an arrogant prick. Pete Hendrickson is my bitch. And uh, he's caused incalculable damage across America to at least tens of thousands of people with his toilet paper called Crack in the Code. And uh, I can't shut up about something like that. I'm not in the business to just let things ride. I'm not in the business at all. I'm I'm in the business of protecting people. That's what I do. And if I know you could go to prison for something or it, you could do something that would make it easier to put you in prison, I'm going to tell you about certain things I know. And if you ignore them, it's certainly your prerogative, but uh, I'll, I'll tell you the truth. And sometimes the truth sucks. Uh, from the standpoint of other people who've got curriculums to sell when they haven't done the work. I prove it over and over and over again that they have not done the work and that I have. And have you ever heard any... I haven't heard anybody, anybody, any time saying that they got the IRS or the U.S. Treasury to amend regulations because these people never knew enough about statutory operation uh, to compare to regulations to discern whether or not the regulation provides for something that the statute does not provide. So uh, in case anybody is new on the call, 
My name is David Merlin. Nothing you'll hear me say is intended as legal advice. Anything that sounds like that to you, just consider something somebody else might do on a planet far, far away where the law matters. It doesn't matter here. I prove it on a daily basis. My efforts caused the uh, U.S. Treasury, Treasury Decision 8335, to amend Office of Management and Budget Regulation 26 CFR 602.101 to move the requirement that you file the foreign earned income form away from its reference to Regulation 1.1-1 and move it under 1.6012. And that was in 1995, I believe, because in three of the five Supreme Court petitions, that I wrote in the 90s, two of which were docketed, three of those five contained the argument that that regulation only allows me to file the foreign earned income form. So they amended it. Regulation 26 CFR 31.3402 F2-1 G5 subclause 2 and 3 said if an employer gets a W-4 form filed exempt, they should notify the IRS right away. And if we determine it's inaccurate, we'll instruct the employer to withhold the maximum amount until the employee comes clean about their deductions. In uh, contrast to, and in, in a way that actually destroys 3402N, as in negative, 3402N says, notwithstanding other, any other provision of this chapter, an employer shall not be required to deduct and withhold upon a payment of wages if there is an effective W-4 exempt. I saw that statute and I said, they don't honor this. The IRS will disallow a W-4 exempt and withhold the maximum amount. And I started examining the regulations and found those two subclauses that destroyed that regulation. Well, this is one of the uh, elements of racketeering and overt acts in the complaint I filed with 80 members of Congress in 2006. And that regulation, those two subclauses, in fact, the entire end of 31.3402F2-1 uh, was removed in 2007, the year after I filed that complaint. 1.83-6, a regulation under Section 83, was uh, totally overhauled in January of 1995 because I challenged it in the first briefs I wrote in my life, ever. In January of 94, a bunch of people went to tax court, and in my boilerplate brief, I had a challenge to that regulation because that, challenge, or that regulation said an employer can't receive a deduction as a cost of doing business for the wages he pays to employees unless he deducts and withholds upon them pursuant to the W-4 form in 3402. And my challenge was, excuse me, but how did Section 83 operate? In your conclusion, there's a tax that's owed and should be withheld. Secondly, um, Section 162 freely permits an employer to get a deduction from uh, as a cost of doing business for the wages he pays out. And three, 
if you deduct and withhold upon it uh, pursuant to 3402 at the end of the year, the employee has to claim a Section 31A credit for the amount withheld through the W-4 form over the year. And then they either get a refund or they pay a little bit more at the end of the year like everybody does. But only federal public servants are eligible according to regulations under Section 31A, 26 CFR 1.31-2B. So I had three challenges against that regulation, and in January of 95, it was obliterated, totally amended. Uh, you couldn't even recognize it comparing, comparing it to the old one. The U.S. passport application. In 1993, a guy asked me, what about this penalty here for not supplying a social security number? And I said, do you have a passport application with you you can give me? He says, yeah. So he gave me a blank one. I went home and researched it and found out uh, that the regulations only applied that penalty statute, 6039E, to people on corporate travel. And so I wrote a professional opinion about it and uh, sold it to a few people. And their experience was they'd go to the counter with their passport application, and they were told, you didn't supply your Social Security number, the IRS is going to penalize you. And then they'd give the person behind the counter a copy of this professional opinion that says it doesn't apply to me, and they'd say, this is between you and the IRS. And, uh, and hand out the passport. And then a few weeks later, the IRS would respond with a $500 penalty notice. These people photocopied the professional opinion and my cover letter and sent it back to the IRS saying, I think you got it wrong. I wasn't on corporate travel. And the IRS responded by saying, sorry to bother you. Forget the penalty. My, our mistake. And then they amended the U.S. passport application to cite a different statute under which they could penalize people 500 bucks. That's a one-man wrecking crew. IRS Publication 17, Tax Guide for Individuals, Part 14, Compensation for Services. I was citing that and using it as an exhibit in my earliest litigation, starting in January of 94. And so in 1995, they amended it. I got a, a path of destruction behind me, so profoundly technical that no one else can claim that their work uh, should even be mentioned in the same decade as my work because they didn't do the work. They wouldn't know how to challenge a regulation if you showed them. They are not analysts. They are not advocates. They're tax movement, gurus, morons, and shysters. Nobody has done anything like this work. Add to that the fact that Chris and I have seen the DOJ abandon grand jury proceedings because of my work. IRS Criminal Investigations Division abandon investigations because of this work. Nobody's close. So I don't have a lot of good things to say about the movement. They didn't do the work, but they got websites, and they're willing to juggle your life up in the air with their curriculums 
Oops, dropped part of it. Oops, dropped all of it. And your life is ruined. So those are not heroes. And you hear me say the same thing over and over again. It's uh, because what else are you going to talk about? If a UFO landed on the roof of the White House, uh, what are people going to talk about except that? Well, here's proof that the Internal Revenue Code has never applied to 300 million gun-owning Americans. I think that's huge news. Here's proof that Social Security has never applied to Americans. They stole it and they spent the money. That's huge news. Motor Vehicle Code has never applied to people not engaged in commerce. Everybody says it. Who analyzes statute to prove it? Three people. Lewis Ewing, Kurt Reagan, and me. And Kurt Reagan started it. Kurt Reagan created me and Lewis Ewing. So... Nobody else has really done a historic workup on the motor vehicle code in their own state to show that early on it was only directed at these great big delivery trucks with huge batteries to power the huge electric motors on board in trucks so heavy that they screwed up all the streets used in commerce for the transportation or delivery of goods or commodities. And as you move forward over time and look at all the amendments, you'll never find an expression by the state legislature to broaden the scope of that scheme, that regulatory scheme, to apply to other subjects. Its original intent has only been clouded. It's never been changed. Nobody wants to do the work. Citizens review committees. I was real hot on that a year ago. Nobody's interested. California totally dropped the ball and went a different direction after all that work I did with them. And uh, for all I know, they're doing citizens' grand juries. Well, I got news for you. You're the first ones in a FEMA camp. Uh, The DOJ just set up a new office to investigate uh, right-wing extremists here in America. You know who's at the top of the list? Sovereign citizens. You know who's doing citizens' uh, grand juries? Sovereign citizens. And so that group in California, they chose to do things in a way that puts them at the top of the list for the government as it relates to domestic uh, homeland security. Top of the list. And I'm going to hear, excuse me, why don't you just prove you can arrest them? All because we got a citizen's grand jury. Well, up yours. All that energy and time wasted. And really, there's only been a couple of other people say they're even interested. When tons and tons of people know about, you can set up a citizen's review panel to look at evidence and determine whether or not a public servant is guilty of a felony and then issue an opinion that says, you know, they're guilty of a felony. Everybody in America can arrest them. 
and nobody's interested. So uh, look at all that power that people won't even pick up the reins on. Why should I talk about something else? Talk about something else that's going to fail? Well, you got the wrong guy. I can only waste so much time. Uh, you don't, there's no practice runs on life. Uh, life is a one-time shot. And I'm not going to waste more of my time on Americans finding out more about the law that they just don't care to know. They don't care to know any of this. So I don't care how much they learn. But if you just pick up the most important of all the arguments that I've crafted, that uh, citizens of the United States are only named in a regulation, and Section 83 says all property is a cost. State income tax, too. Go to the state income tax page on wevgov.com and listen to more of these calls here on 87488 American Liberties on TalkShoot. Listen to my shows at 59615. No confidence. 59615 here on TalkShoot. And you'll hear it over and over and over again. Arguments nobody wants to know. And uh, it proves that uh, your countrymen are sick. They're civically retarded. They couldn't perform civic duty if they were paid to do it. And what you wonder why politicians are what they are. We're a country raised without knowledge or awareness of civic duty or of our own rights. But they'll ram it down your throat that we're going to teach your kindergartners about sex. Football player in high school makes a touchdown and points at the sky to thank God with one finger. And that team was penalized 15 yards. They called that an excessive celebration. So there's a war on religion. All this time spent on crap like that when they won't even teach you about the law. And then they pull this on you. Ignorance of the law is no excuse. Well, excuse me, but you never taught me anything about the law. It seems you set me up. Yeah, they did. What are you going to do about it? Civic duty. That's the answer. It's your only choice. Or you'll remain a slave to a bunch of corrupt pieces of crap like Hillary Clinton. It just came out. Uh, they just turned over 1,300 more pages of emails. Uh, but these are emails uh, from Chris Stevens, the ambassador that was killed in Benghazi. And uh, it was noted that um, even as early as during the attack on that CIA outpost, it was not a, an embassy, it was a CIA outpost, during the attack, not afterwards, during the attack, the government, meaning the White House and the State Department, were scouring YouTube for a video they could blame it on. While the attack was underway, they were spinning it to avoid 
it being blamed on policy. We can't have this blamed on policy. Find something else to blame it on. And so they went to YouTube instead of ordering a bunch of people to go in there and help the people that were under attack. Instead, they give a stand-down order. And Sean Hannity interviewed the people that were told not to go in and help these people. And they were furious over it. So, rather than have it blamed on policy, we had better search YouTube for a video we can blame this on. And then you recall that they went out and arrested a guy that made the video that they chose to blame it on. How is that not a conspiracy against that guy's rights to free speech and rights to liberty? That's a federal felony, 18 U.S.C. 241, conspiracy against rights. So their first reaction to the fact that the, the outpost was under attack was to commit a felony to paint it in another light than that which was true. And you think you can get somewhere with these people by filing a particular tax return, changing your status, revoking your election, claiming a deduction, when their first response to a situation where Americans are being attacked with rocket launchers and mortars and machine guns when the first reaction to that is to commit a felony against an innocent guy so they could blame him for it instead of telling the truth and sending somebody in to help these people. And you think you're going to win an argument with them? I think the least you should do as part of your civic duty is learn a couple of arguments. The government says, I'm a citizen of the United States. Well, if that's me, then I'm only named in a regulation in the tax code, and it's obvious I've never owed Social Security. And secondly, even if I were subject to the tax code, Section 83 says all property is a cost. Labor is a cost. I have to violate Section 83 to do it the IRS's way. I have to violate Section 83 to include my paying gross income and pay what they say is a tax. And look at this state statute here that says if I don't, uh, that if I have a federal liability, I have a state liability, making the tax code state law. One, two, three. I just killed the federal income tax, the state income tax, and the motor vehicle code. Can you learn two or three arguments? It's the least of your civic duty. Because while in fact they have never written it down since 1996, I think it was March 19th of 1996, tax court issued its decision in Talmadge versus Commissioner saying, oh, you can't deduct your labor because you didn't buy it before you sold it. But they didn't provide a law that allows them to do that, since then, they won't write it down. So that's as close to winning the argument as anybody's ever been. But the victories come in them saying, well, no criminal indictment for this person. That's still a victory. 
and you don't have anybody else out there with any victories that are preemptory, preemptive. Mins and Arnett, a pair of attorneys, have done great work just this year. Several victories in tax cases, acquittals, not guilty. The IRS's evidence was inaccurate or the person didn't believe they had a duty. Well, they still had to pay Mins and Arnett how many tens of thousands of dollars to represent them. And they were arrested and fingerprinted, maybe held pending trial, maybe not. Their reputations are shot. Maybe they lost their marriage, their mortgage. That's not a victory. That's a close call. A victory comes when the government just says, well, we can't indict this person now. They don't believe they have a duty, and they're using arguments that are basically legislative kryptonite. So uh, you owe it to yourself, not to me or America, to learn a couple arguments. That's what I sell. And I don't sell snake oil, and I'm not into wire fraud like the patriot movement is across the board. None of them had done the work. So uh, you're simply not going to win with this government. It needs to be totally restaffed. I don't know if anybody on the call listens to Michael Savage, but uh, I'm going to send you a link. I'm going to log on to the American Liberties call and send you a link to the uh, Michael Savage archive on uh, YouTube. Bear with me here. Let's see. Just a second. Michael Savage. Oh, you son of a gun. I'll tell you what. I need 90 days off where I don't even see a computer. I really do. Okay, Michael Savage. Uh, The reason I mention Michael Savage is um, especially this week and... uh, If you don't have the time when he's on the air, this archive, you can go back and uh, listen to more of his calls because all of his shows are archived here on uh, YouTube.com. They're just audio. There it is. For anybody that's on the phone, uh, too bad. Um, If you did a search on YouTube.com for Michael Savage, You're looking for um, Right Side Radio. Right Side Radio, Truth on the Air. Find that user, Right Side Radio, and there's an archive of uh, Michael Savage shows. Uh, This week, he's promoting his book, Government Zero, as in uh, Absolute Government with zero representation. Government zero. 
and start listening on the Monday call, then Tuesday, then Wednesday. I'm going to listen to his call tonight. And he is dissecting the Muslim invasion of Europe, the history regarding uh, European countries and uh, the powers that be. Uh, you got to catch up on these. It's a crash course on uh, what it would take you probably years to find out if you listen to other people. He's got a magnificent education. Really, truly, a magnificent education when it comes to uh, world events, history, um, political science, and uh, you, you have to understand uh, what's going on today. The bankers that own our government it's their plan to make this a more Muslim nation it's their plan to bring Muslims in did you know that Dearborn Michigan the city council is already Muslim and you got Muslims on the street half of the town is Muslims it's it's a city in fact, I'm going to look that up right here. Dearborn, Michigan, population. Hang on. It's, it's uh, 95,000 people. Half the town is Muslim. And Jesse Waters just did a man-on-the-street interview type of thing. Uh, hi, I'm here in Dearborn, Michigan. Are you a Muslim, sir? Yes, I am. Uh, do you prefer Sharia law over our Constitution? Well, I'm a Muslim. Of course I do. And so you got half of a town of 100,000 people that think Sharia law is better than our Constitution. These are individuals with no clue about human rights. Because under Sharia law... Women have no rights. They are property. And look at all the hell somebody catches if they say they're in favor of slavery. Well, Sharia law is slavery. Well, that's different. These are Muslims. It's their religion. Oh, oh, I see. So Christians can't express their religion because atheists have rights. But Muslims can have their religion even though it's the end of right. You moron. That's the liberal mindset. Half of the country, the half that voted for this president twice, they have no sense of reason. Pierre, or, uh, Justin Trudeau, uh, son of Pierre Trudeau, former prime minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, uh, something like August 13th, went to a mosque and was praying with the Muslims. And he just became Prime Minister of Canada when the Liberal Party uh, won a uh, conv had a confirmed kill up there in Canada in their elections last week. Or this week? Uh, last week? Whatever. And so... 
Canada just kicked out conservative government. They had that for uh, several years, like a decade. And now they've gone liberal. After they vote this guy in after he's seen praying at a mosque. It could reasonably have been said in the past that America is going to drag Canada down. And now it's obvious Canadians are doing a good job of it. We could just sit back and watch. We got our own problems. And we're going to need a wall on the border with Canada to keep Muslims out. Because Canada has just fully embraced them now. Got a liberal prime minister. Sharia law. Which isn't law at all. It's male domination. It's it's a political ideology cloaked in religion. The kind of reasoning you get from the 7th century in tribal, Middle Eastern, uh, I don't know what to call them. They aren't countries. They're uh, because this spans borders. But their politics and their religion are one thing. And now the leaders of Western civilization are embracing them. Merkel over in Germany, she has destroyed Germany. Germany's taking in a million Syrian Muslims this year. Germany's gone. You listen to Michael Savage. He's saying the same thing. I said it two or three weeks ago, and uh, somebody in the chat window here on TalkShoe says, I'm out of my mind. Yeah, me and everybody else that has way more education than you. Sweden, rape capital of the world. I couldn't drag the numbers up the other night, but I got them now. Norway deported 7,100 Muslims, and their violent crime rate fell by 30%. Sweden since I think it was 1980 and their uh, multiculturalism experiment uh, commenced thereabouts. Since then, their violent crime rate has gone up 1,400 plus percent because of Muslims. Muslims create, uh, commit over 90% of the rapes, 95%, 99% of the rapes in Oslo, Norway. And we've got a Muslim for a president. We've got a Muslim for his first and closest advisor, Valerie Jarrett, and a bunch of Muslims in national security here in the United States from the Muslim Brotherhood. I think the least you could do for your country is learn a couple arguments. Uh, arguments from the only person who's really done the work, me, tax law. I have it down pat. Get the videos on wevgov.com. Sit your children down and make them watch it. And then ask them, do you know anybody that's gone to this length to figure out the law? Of course they don't. And in 1988, when the IRS pissed me off, I diverted my entire life into law. And I haven't moved a heartbeat since. 
It's all been directed at government. That's civic duty with capital letters. And that's what it takes if you're ever going to have a country. And you can kiss all of it goodbye the moment this next presidential election is won by a Democrat. Bernie Sanders, he wants a 90% tax rate for the rich. 90%? Uh, How desperate can you get? And all the rich will leave America with their money. And we'll be left with a dead middle class that will be low class for the rest of their existence. And America will be gone. And that's if Bernie can get cooperation from Congress, but we've seen already through executive orders what the president can do without a Congress. Hillary Clinton, worse. Her first reaction to an attack in Benghazi was to find a video to blame it on so that it couldn't be blamed on policy. Michael Savage says that Libya and Syria are a direct result of Hillary Clinton's efforts as Secretary of State. That they saw what happened in Libya and they chose to go into Syria and do the same thing anyway. When they knew that if you take out the leader, it creates a power vacuum, and if you're not willing to fill it, it gets filled with Muslim radicals. And they went into Syria anyway. Helping ISIS against Assad. Then Assad mounted a reasonable uh, defense against them, and that festered to the point where now millions of Syrians have fled into neighboring countries and up into the the rich welfare states in the Western uh, uh, the European Union. So America is dying from a million cuts. Department of Homeland Security has dozens of buses that they fill with illegal aliens and drive them from precinct to precinct because the voting mechanism is based on population of the county, not based on the uh, demographics, how many registered voters there are based on population and so they simply take dozens of buses and go and change the population of a voting district the Democrats hire uh, Democrats to run in Republican races to dilute the vote so the Democrat on the other side that they wanted in office wins And so they paid Democrats to fail in Republican elections everywhere you turn. And if you're still watching football and basketball and and, uh, The View or Saturday Night Live, uh, you're part of the problem. And you really need to start learning from people who, uh, who have done the work Laura Ingram, former Supreme Court clerk. Mark Levin, legal scholar. Uh, Michael Savage, a scholar on many fronts. And, uh, you know, 
it pretty much starts there. I think those are the the three with the best educations uh, in talk radio. Then you got Billy Cunningham. He really knows politics. Sean Hannity, he does real well, has great guests. Uh, Fox has great guests. Because of their ratings, they can pull in great guests. What they do to those guests on the air is pretty nasty. They just Bill O'Reilly's the rudest person on TV or in broadcasting. There's nobody he won't interrupt and talk right over the top of, but uh, the guests he gets, because he has the rating, uh, are the guests that are hardest to get. Judge Napolitano, another great one. Uh, European, search uh, YouTube for Geert Wilders, G-E-E-R-T-W-I-L-D-E-R-S. He's the... uh, Dutch politician that's uh, uh, sternly against Muslims and Islam. So you got to tune in. Um, we're close. America is going over the edge right now. And you have to tune in. If you want to know what the government's doing to you financially, that's where you go to my, in, in all this, sea of turmoil, Uh, if you want to know the high points of law, just exactly how they're stealing your money, uh, I'm the one that proves that. Question and answer. Uh, Tonight's call was not taped, and uh, there's a whole archive here on the American Liberties Talk Show channel, 87488, tell your friends, and uh, you can download all those shows. My show is No Confidence. It's, it's at 59615. And, uh, of course, you can download my shows. Hope you enjoy those. I'm glad to offer those. And uh, uh, we'll see you on the next call. Yeah, this is being recorded. I thought you failed to start the recording. No, I thought I did, but but then it hit me. Oh, yeah, I did. And, and of course, the start is uh, faded out. So, yeah, no, no, we're we're recording. Well, good thing I didn't let the language fly then. Yeah, yeah, you were getting close. <laughs> All right, is um, is there any uh, questions, statements, or comments? Um, the uh, lot of good stuff. I see that Donaldson there wrote uh, under. Let's see, uh, Sam. San Francisco is under sanctuary, is a sanctuary city. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, yeah, the, what Congress has been doing the last couple of days, and Jerry Brown says that, you know, these. Um, yeah, uh, Congress wanted Congress wanted to withhold funding from sanctuary cities, and the, uh, the Democrats in the Senate blocked it from uh, a vote, I think it was. Yeah, or then, voted it, or voted it down. It's a bill that'll go nowhere. So, uh, the Democrats want sanctuary cities, and they couldn't care less if uh, federal law was enforced. And uh, and Jerry Brown is their their cheerleader in California. Yeah, I can't believe what he did when he said that you know a Christian organizations will be fine if they don't show that they can get abortions elsewhere. You know. Um, I mean, where's equity? You know, we're all equal under the law. Well, how come abortions 
are now forced to put signs up. You don't have to have an abortion. If you don't want one, you can go over there, you know. I mean, it's just ridiculous. But it is what it is. Yep. Um, okay, is there any other statements, comments, or questions regarding um, that that you may have for Dave? and uh, Or me, or just a, a question or so forth. If not, um, going once and going twice, and I would like to say, God bless America, because we yeah, certainly um, need God's par- blessing. Go ahead. Par- pardon me, Chris. Um, reminder: tonight I'm going to speak with the guy that had the hearing on that motion to dismiss for lack of criminal intent uh, down in California in U.S. District Court tonight. I'm going to speak with him and hear how the hearing went down. So on Saturday, you don't want to miss the call in the afternoon. Uh, It'll be noon Pacific, 3 o'clock Eastern. And uh, I will tell you on that call what I was able to learn from the guy in that case. Okay, Okay? we do do have a question. Is the Saudis slash Brits trying to break up America through Israel? And Donaldson... Uh, Who who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, that's another seminar. I just know America, for whatever reason, uh, instead of figuring out who's doing what, figure out how to stop it. Yeah. And uh, you can stop it with support for the Constitution, civic duty, and uh, Islam is not a religion. It's a political ideology cloaked in a religion, and God has nothing to do with what they want to do to America. If you want to take away women's rights, Meaning, if you prefer Islam, you got no business here. You're anti-American. America is free. Islam is not. And so you need to abandon your religion or abandon America. Those are your choices. Islam is not American. And it will never fit in, ever. So uh, you need to draw the line right there in any schools that pull this stunt of teaching Islam to the children, uh, you got to mortgage your house, get an attorney, and put a stop to it. Well, yeah, America, American has to step up. Okay, well, with that being said, God bless America, and this call is officially over. Thanks, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.